0: I'm Donna. And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal
1: Chicks. Sinister spikes, 248. And I'm laughing because that was our second take because the first time I said, you sounded kind of lackluster. And that time she had some fucking pep in her step. <laughs> Golly. All right. The first one. Sinister Bridge? Question mark. Hey, ladies. Love your podcast so much. I'm new to the show and trying to catch up. I was listening to some of the earlier episodes where you wanted spooky bridge stories and was reminded of the scary bridge incident my brother and I had several years ago. Due to living in a small town where everyone is all up in everyone else's business, please don't use my name, I've tried to keep all names out of my story to make it easy for you. On to the story. Picture it. My brother, my mom, and my husband were out late one night, country cruising, and checking out some haunted places in our area. My husband was driving and my brother and I were in the back seat together so my mom could have the front seat. We were coming up on a spooky bridge. Supposedly, a train derailed on this bridge and the stack is still buried in the mud. They say if you sit quietly on the side of the bridge, you'll see the light from the train coming up the tracks, even though the tracks are no longer there. Haunted bridge and we're out ghost hunting, so of course we're slowing down to check it out. As we're pulling onto the bridge, I see a face of a young man standing on the side of the bridge. Before I can even gasp, my brother yells, what the fuck was that? I look at him and we're both saying, you saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. Mind you, we saw nobody on the bridge or the road as we were coming up to it and neither my mom or my husband saw anything and they were in the front seat. My husband turns the car around and we go back very slowly looking for this guy. There are no houses nearby, no reason anyone would be out there alone with no vehicle. We didn't find anyone and don't see a car anywhere. We chalk it up to kids partying and trying to prank us. A couple of weeks later, I'm at a gas station and I see a flyer on the window. A young man was out partying with friends and never made it home. The picture of this young man is the same young man my brother and I saw on the bridge. At this point, he's been missing about two weeks. I did tell a close friend in law enforcement what happened, but he wasn't willing to risk his career on a ghost story. Plus, they thought he was possibly somewhere else, and that bridge wasn't even on their radar. About a month after seeing that man on the bridge, his car was found. From what I could find out, they believe he got turned around in the dark, drove his car off the bridge, and got carried downstream by the river, and he drowned. I had nightmares for months after that. His face haunted me. My brother and I went to the bridge and apologized for not knowing he was there and not helping him get home sooner. When I think of this, I get sick. He was there and tried to tell me, and I didn't understand. I couldn't have saved his life, but feel so much guilt that I didn't get him home to his family sooner. Hope you enjoyed my story. I apologize for the length and any errors. I got extra large pizza fingers that I'm trying to type on this phone. Creep it real and don't get scared. A.M. P.S. Next time, I'll tell you about the EVP we got of the woman having a real good time. Winky face. Was that of me? What? The EVP. Oh, was that of me? Okay. I was like, I thought you said... Was that at me? I was like, the wink? I think it was to everyone. (laughs) Narcissist? (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: why would she just wink at you? Oh, my God. (laughs) Lord, if that doesn't... Like, that is Carrie. 1,000%. But, oh, my God,
1: about the face and it being someone who's missing... Y'all got some good damn memories. There ain't no way in shit I would remember that to be like, this is the same face. Right.
0: You can't remember even a story.
1: You know what? And. <laughs> but even stuff like people calling in to report, hey, yeah, I saw this person like on Unsolved Mysteries or the America's Most Wanted or whatever. And I'm like, how do you all remember people like that? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe,
0: maybe we've never been in contact with someone like that. No, we may have. We don't know. I was going to say, I hope we haven't and we hadn't known. But, like, I feel like sometimes people just give off that energy. True. And you remember them. Yeah. But, yeah, we want to hear about that EVP and all the other things. Okay, the next one. Oh, hey, Carrie and little Donna. Love you both. And thanks to y'all for all of your hard work. Please give Marbu and Jack some belly rubs for me. Anywho, on to the stories. So my niece is now five. Let's call her Evie. She's a total sweetheart, very curious, and loves all things spooky. I know a lot of children can have spiritual abilities due to their innocence and open minds, but Evie is on another level. Some kids lose their ability when they are around five or so, so I'll be interested to see if she keeps her abilities. I'll definitely try to encourage her to keep it up, because luckily she has an awesome aunt who loves creepy and paranormal too. Wink, wink. Side note, to understand before I tell these stories, Evie has always been very gifted with language and has spoken in full sentences far sooner than the average child. This may be because TV's very limited in their house since it can hinder children's development, especially when under the age of three. This must take a lot of patience when having kids, so kudos to her parents. Evie's language is advanced also due to her obsession with books And because her parents don't dumb things down for her, she's very curious and is always reaching. When she was younger, maybe around two, my brother, her dad, let's call him Andy, was joking around and said, ain't ain't a word and ain't ain't in the dictionary, which is a funny saying our late father used to always say. She stopped and said, did your dad used to say that? And Andy was like, yeah, how did you know that? And she said, I heard him say it when I was in mommy's tummy. Now, this is even weirder because our dad died way back in 2005, so he wasn't around when Evie's mom was pregnant with her. So was her spirit somehow around way back then? How? I think that Evie and my dad somehow have a close connection because she has the same birthday as him. The second story happened when Andy, Evie's mom, we'll call her Anna, and Evie were in the bedroom standing next to Andy's closet. Evie pointed out one of the ties hanging up and said, this one's my favorite. Andy said, that was one of my daddy's ties. Andy, knowing her spiritual gifts, decided to test them out. He then pulled the whole rack out and asked, which other ones do you think were my dad's? Andy noticed two others that were our dad's, and those were the two that she immediately picked out. Without any influence or direction at all, she correctly picked out our dad's only three ties from a rack of about 30 ties. Third story. Back in 2021, I was driving to see Andy, Anna, and the kids for their weekly movie night at their house. On the way there, a car suddenly started veering into my lane, and I was about to have a head on collision. I had to think quickly, and despite having a car behind me, I knew I just had to get my car slowed down as quickly as possible to minimize the impact, so I slammed on my brakes. The car veered off straight in front of me and into someone's yard. They must have been only a couple of feet from hitting me. I also barely missed getting hit from behind. The man was okay and the people came out of the house to help him, so I went on my way and was surprised at how calm I felt despite nearly being killed. When I safely got to their house, I told them about what had happened. About a year and a half later, Evie randomly out of the blue starts talking to her mom about when I almost collided with that car. Evie said there wasn't anyone in the car with me, but someone put their hand on my shoulder to keep me safe. My mom then asked whose hand it was, and Evie said it was an angel, and that's why I'm still living. She also said that everyone cares for me because I'm very nice. My heart. I don't remember feeling a hand on my shoulder, but maybe somehow this angel made sure I was driving safely and paying attention and not adjusting the radio or anything. Because if I had reacted even half a second later than I did, I'm pretty sure I would not be here today. Fourth story. One day, Evie was down in the woods exploring with her dad at their new house. She said that she had been there before a million times. Before Andy was born, she was there, and that she had a nightmare about it. But there was a happy ending when he found her. Did Andy and Evie know each other in a past life? She kept talking about going back in time and making portals with large sticks to go through when she was a baby. She then said she went back in time in her dream the previous night where she was sewing leaves together and then would use dead spiders' blood and glued them together with tree sap on newspaper. What the actual fuck? This is the creepiest thing I've ever heard. What little kid comes up with that? No wonder she loves the spooky stuff. It sounds like she came right out of Hocus Pocus or something. She also insists that Alexander the Great was an actual god. Evie doesn't know this, but apparently Alexander had proclaimed himself as a god to his troops? How would Evie even have known that he said this? This was not in any of the books Andy or her mom read to her. Did she maybe have a past life where she was one of his soldiers? She also loves Aristotle, who was Alexander's tutor. Maybe she was Aristotle in a past life. Who knows? Maybe this was just her little kid imagination coming out. It's hard to tell what is her imagination versus what are real facts after all of these experiences. Andy says that there have been other stories of her saying creepy things that he didn't write them down. Love, Dana.
1: Amy knows some shit. Right? She sounds smarter than me. I wonder why she thought she was in the belly, though, when she heard would be her grandfather speaking, though. If he died before that.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe... She was in that state, like, if you really do believe in reincarnation or whatever, where, like, you're waiting for your parent, like, to choose your parent and all of that. I don't know.
1: Maybe. I love reincarnation stories,
0: though. Me, too. And past life stuff, like, I, it's hard to, like, dispute them. Right. But also, I'm very gullible, too. So,
1: there's that. But I really, I love hearing them. I said something to a coworker the other day because her son... I can't remember what he did. Good story, Carrie. But the point is, as I said something to her about, like, maybe, you know, a past life or maybe he has some abilities. I was like, you know, they say kids see things and know things that they don't realize they're not supposed to know. And then they lose it. And She's like, stop saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we get into my story, we got to talk about HelloFresh. Look, whether your
0: resolution is to save money, eat better, stress less, HelloFresh is here
1: to help you do all of those. You can say hello to the most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price that you'll like, and even better, delivered right to your door. You know that's my favorite thing about it. HelloFresh has farm-fresh ingredients, and everything that comes to you is pre-portioned, again, right to your freaking doorstep, But that way you're not wasting food because if you're like me and you do a grocery haul, you have to clean your refrigerator out from all the food that you didn't use that you wasted before you can even put in your new food. Well, and it
0: lets you try recipes that you wouldn't necessarily have all the spices for or anything like that, but you get to try it because HelloFresh has it and it's all pre-portioned
1: out. Right. You're not buying these huge bottles of one flavoring that's super expensive And you need a teaspoon for. And along those same lines,
0: you get to try out different recipes that you normally wouldn't maybe think to try or you might be too scared to try your hand at it. But this time, HelloFresh has this and you're not going to get bored of these recipes. And they come
1: with directions with pictures. So they're very easy to follow. They have over 45 dinner options that you can choose from weekly. So no more sitting there every week trying to make your grocery list. Thinking about what you want to eat when you can't think of anything because you just can't think of anything that you actually like. Well, HelloFresh has it to where you can pick. You choose from what type of meals you want. Do you want quick and easy, 15-minute meals, vegetarian, protein-smart, calorie-smart, family-friendly, whatever works for you And your family, you pick that and then you get a lineup of all of those meals to choose from. So seriously, you just choose your meals and
0: select the delivery date and HelloFresh handles the meal planning and the shopping. So what do you have to do? Just open the door and there's your
1: box. We really have tried some cool recipes that I would have never thought to cook. And they've been so freaking yummy every single time. And you know what? HelloFresh doesn't just do dinners. They have breakfast options because, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And because it's so important, right now they're giving all subscribers a free breakfast for life. That means that you can get a free breakfast item with every single HelloFresh delivery. I mean, that will get me out of bed. Breakfast, food, gets me going in the mornings. So right now you're going to go to HelloFresh.com slash CreepFree and use code CreepFree for a free breakfast item for life. That is one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active.
0: So again, go to HelloFresh.com
1: CreepFree and use code CreepFree for a free breakfast for life. We all know why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit, because it's yummy. And now you're getting breakfast. So go to HelloFresh.com and use promo code CreepFree for free breakfast for life. Okay, the next one. I saw your photos and you look nothing like I pictured. <laughs> I have been listening for months and saw Donna with darker blonde long hair. Carrie had the curls, but it's just a shorter bob. I've pictured fabulously gorgeous, which you both are. Listening to your voices feels like putting on a cozy blanket at work. I work in a loud, greasy machine shop with mostly men. I'm the only female in the physical shop, so... I'm needing some cozy on the regular. Before, I worked security for an art museum. On occasion, I would work the midnight shift and see the occasional thing or two. While binge-watching True Blood, eating a cup of yogurt about 2 in the morning, I saw a shadow figure moving past a closed, locked exit around the corner. It vanished as soon as I registered shadow figure. Then I thought, whatevs, and went on finishing my yogurt cup. Which is weird because at the time, I had never seen a shadow figure and was all alone in that museum. The next time, I was in the men's work locker room looking at myself in a full-length mirror. Looking back to right behind me, I noticed an adult-sized blob that looked like rain running down a window pane. I looked again and it was gone. Another time, I was on my final round in the empty museum and heard a door shut on the second floor. If anyone was up there, the alarms would be going off, but there was not. Before working at this museum, I worked at another located directly across the street. While chewing the fat with the maintenance guy, he tells me about how he's in the basement working in and around these boxes that deal with air or something. He describes a young man walking past him with grayish coveralls, 70s hairstyle, and dirty blonde. Turns to look again at the young man, and as he walks past two more boxes, he can still see him, then proceeds to walk directly into the wall and disappear. I thought that was a cool story. Months pass, and the museum hires this new IT manager who worked across the street at the museum that I worked at previously mentioned. We get to talking and she tells me her ghost story. Down in the creepy decrepit basement across the street, she had not been working there long and was hunting for IT stuff in the basement. She comes across this guy looking down at the ground like he's watching work being done and she basically nods and waves and keeps walking and she was in the area where there is only one way in and one way out, and that guy disappeared without coming out. And wouldn't you know, he had the same exact description as a young man with the grayish coveralls, 70s hairstyle, and dirty blonde. That basement was really creepy. Every time I would check the basement, I felt like I was going to turn a corner and run into somebody. I miss working at museums, But being a midnight guard, my anxiety was through the roof, especially with those ancient Greek disembodied heads on display with glass eyes. Jeepers creepers. Thank y'all for all the hard work you put in for such an amazing podcast. BTW, this was in Texas. Love, Annalisa M. Okay. Loved all of those stories, but all I could think about is
0: I was like, chewing the fat. Oh, talking shit. Okay, cool. Like, because it was like, I was just chewing the fat with this guy. I was like, wait, what? For some reason,
1: I knew that was going to get you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I don't know how you were watching True Blood and eating yogurt at the same time. I'm weird like that. Like popcorn I can usually do, but like yogurt has a different texture. So like if it's all bloody and gory and stuff, like yogurt's not the one that I could eat. Like pizza, I can't eat that if it's like something bloody
1: and gory. I don't know, yogurt's been kind of making my stomach hurt lately, so I wouldn't be eating that anyway. I don't know why. It's just one of those things right now. Give me like two months and it won't bother me. Also,
0: you're not the only one who would like get us mixed up and all that. So yeah, apparently we do not look like we sound. All right, the next one. Don't fuck with the Ouija board. Hello, ladies. Let me start by saying that you are my all-time favorite podcast and my day is not complete without listening to you. I just started listening to the most recent Sinister Sightings after kind of jumping around episodes and realized that Carrie's biggest fear is coming true. You were reading Sinister Sightings from only three months ago. So I decided to write in for my second time. This is my Ouija board story. Let's go back to the summer of 1997. Picture it. My family had just moved to a different state where my brother, who was nine, and I, 11, had no friends except our two cousins. Our parting gift from my uncle's ex-wife was a used Ouija board. My brother and I were so excited to have another board game that we had seen at Toys R Us, and this was for free. Once we got settled in and unpacked our toys and games, we took out that board and decided to try to play. It all started very innocently with, did you move it? You're totally moving it. And with questions like, what's my favorite color? Then we invited our cousins to play with us when they would come over to our house. Same thing. But then things started to get creepy. The planchette did start to move by itself. My older cousin, who was 14, started asking more personal questions to the spirits. It started to almost become addicting. We started taking the board to more remote areas of our town to play because we were asking more serious questions. And guess what? We broke the rules. My cousin started asking how the spirits died. Spirits would start to get aggressive and more angry. I don't remember exactly what they said, but I remember feeling nervous after we would play. Here's where it really starts to get creepy. I'm guessing we did not close one or more of the sessions properly, and my brother and I started having weird things happen. We started to feel like we were being watched and sometimes followed wherever we went. My brother would hear voices in his room at night, and I started getting sleep paralysis. Then, as a side sleeper, I started waking up feeling like someone would come and lay behind me at night. But I knew there was no one there. I could not see anyone there. And it slowly started to escalate. Then it felt like someone breathing down my neck. The scariest incidents were feeling like someone was playing with my hair. Like caressing my head and combing my long hair that went down to my waist. I started sleeping with the nightlight. One night, as it almost became routine, I woke up to feeling someone come lay next to me. I felt the breathing behind my neck, and again, I felt my hair being combed and played with, and I could hear my hair dropping down my shoulders. I knew no one was there, but I decided to take a look in the mirror of the corner of my room, diagonal from my bed anyways. When I finally adjusted my eyes while trembling in fear, I saw my hair floating in the air, like a few inches off my body. I freaked out, put the covers over my head, and cried myself to sleep while cussing out the entity telling it to go the fuck away because that's what my abuelita told me to do if something like that ever happened to me. She also told me to pray, so I did, but first, cuss him out. The next morning, I told my brother what happened. He then told me creepy shit was going down in his room too. He saw a shadow figure that would stand at the foot of his bed, just standing there. He tried falling asleep to ignore it almost every night. I don't know why we thought this would help, but we took the board and put it at the very bottom of our toy bin. We played with other things, thinking all was well, out of sight, out of mind. The next morning, it showed up at the top of our bin, like it was saying, here's Johnny. That day, we took the Ouija board out of the toy bin and threw it in the big trash bin outside. The next day, it showed up in the toy bin. We freaked out. We threw it out again, and again, it just showed up in the toy bin. We gave up and finally told my mom about what was going on after dealing with the board a few days. We didn't tell her about the entities we were dealing with, although we should have. She was like, why have you all been playing with that shit? She then told us that she thought the only way of getting rid of it was by re-gifting it. No wonder our aunt gave us a used Ouija board. Anyway, we regifted gifted it to my cousins. I feel bad now thinking about it, but we were so scared and desperate. We did find out that my cousin's mom, a different aunt, got rid of the board somehow. Maybe she burned it? After a number of incidents happened, including my older cousin getting in a really bad car accident when she was learning to drive, I still feel guilty to this day. My mom has told me that she thought I had an attachment for a long time without me even telling her about the entity problems I had. I wonder if we ended up each getting an attachment at some point. I'm getting nervous again thinking about it. Now for something a little more lighthearted. Let's go back to when my husband and I bought our home. Happy times. My parents and siblings all came by to help my little boys stay busy and help unpack. My dad had bought some LA street tacos for dinner and life felt good. Then my sister comes up and says to me, Hey, there are some creepy kids outside. I had just listened to the Black Eyed Kids episode and it was just getting dark outside. Let me tell you that my heart sank all the way down to my butt hard. And I thought, oh my God, the Black Eyed Kids are here for me and my whole family. Not saying anything, I mustered up the courage to go look out the window and save my family. When I got to the front, I saw a little Girl Scout selling cookies. Oh my God, the sense of relief I felt. Needless to say, I bought like 10 boxes for my family to enjoy. The Black Eyed Kid story has traumatized me for life, Donna. Okay, this is very long already. Thank you for reading my story. Creep it real. And just in case
1: Carrie doesn't say it enough, do not fuck with the Ouija board, Bonnie. Look, I don't know much, but I know don't fuck with the Ouija board. And I, too, have been traumatized by that goddamn black-eyed kid story, Donna. You know what? I was, too, okay? Which is why he told us all of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also, I cannot think of a better thing. Like, you're thinking it's black-eyed kids. Turns out it's Girl Scouts selling cookies the way you said cookies (laughs) (laughs)
1: cookies
0: (laughs) so i just want sweets okay what's your favorite kind of girl scout cookie caramel delight which is so weird because i don't like coconut yeah i've never been a fan of those
1: but i love the tagalongs and i love thin mints that's the peanut butter one right the tagalong yeah i do love thin mints too Sometimes I love the peanut butter ones, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes they kind of make my stomach hurt. Well, they're really rich, and you don't get as many of those, I feel like. You don't get as many of any of them anymore. But the Thin Mints, oh, God. Now, don't sleep on the Dollar General brand of the the Girl Scout cookies either. Yeah, those are good. Those are very good. I mean, they're not Girl Scout
0: quality, but they're right up there with it. And when you want Thin Mints... Like, you can't really get that taste anywhere else. Like, yeah, there's, like, York peppermint patties and but stuff, but totally that's not different. the same. Yeah,
1: that's totally different to me. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I'm the fucking cookie monster over here. No, you're a chip monster. Yeah, both, honestly. I could eat some damn cookies, too, though.
0: Carrie, I went to McDonald's. You know, I had to bring a McDonald's up one time. But uh, I got the chocolate chip cookies, and Carrie was like, I want sweets. And even though she had already had sweets the night before and not saved me any of the ice cream cookie that she had or the icing cookie or whatever it was, and I was so hungry. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it was one that I said I couldn't eat because it was like the cookie that had the stuff in the middle. Yeah. But I was hungry and you were like, you ate it. You don't remember this? Yeah, kind of. Oh my God. Anyway, but she had had that, but I am nice and I had two cookies and I was like, do you want one? And she was like... (gasps) I didn't know these were that good. They were good. They are. If you get them freshly made or like warmed up, Mm -hmm. they're good. And they're a dollar for two, y'all.
1: This is not an ad. Could be if McDonald's wanted it to be, though. (laughs) And yes, we are in my real life nightmare (laughs) of running out of freaking stories. (laughs) I can just imagine Bonnie
0: like listening, listening, just like kind of skipping around and being like, Oh, Carrie. So
1: silly. You're never... Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Okay, the next one. Hey, guys. It's me again, Amber from Iowa. Quickish story this time. I think the freaking hat man visited me when I was younger. When I was like 12 to 16, I would always sleep in our basement during the summer. It was much cooler, thank you, leather couch, and we had a big screen TV down there. Like the giant box couple hundred pounds TV... I would spend my nights marathoning Degrassi and other The End shows. I would be watching from like 9 p.m. to 4 a.m. in the summer. I'm now 32 and will always stop to watch a few minutes if I see Degrassi on anywhere. Gotta love that Canadian teenage drama. Anyway, at my parents' house, our basement is finished, but the living room is kind of in three sections. Between the back end and the side back room is a support beam. Every once in a while, I would catch something by the beam out of the corner of my eye. Finally, I saw it a dark figure of a man in a top hat. Literally, this man looked like Abraham Lincoln. It'd be standing with half its body behind the beam with its head cocked to the side looking at me. Whenever I would turn my head to look though, it'd be gone. It happened a few times over the years. I would get freaked out and go upstairs to my room but never really think about it after it happened. One night, I had my friend Anna staying over. We were probably being degenerate teens drinking and smoking cigarettes that night like every other weekend we were together. When we were in the basement watching a movie or something when all of a sudden Anna started to freak out. Amber, I just saw a fucking man wearing a top hat over there. Guys, I about shit my pants. I'd never told anyone about him before. Honestly, I would just always chalk it up to me being really tired and my eyes restrained from the giant ass TV. But no. Now, someone else had seen him or whatever the hell it was. We both freaked out and ran up to my bedroom. After that, I can't remember if I ever saw it again. Over the years, I've heard my parents say, oh, Larry, Larry being the older man who used to live in that house before us when things would mysteriously happen, like a semi-broken clock they had had for years would randomly chime on the hour after years of not chiming. Now, ladies, if this top hat man pops back into my life, I'm blaming you. But if he does, you'll get another email. Thanks for keeping me entertained. I may have to slow down on listening now because my son is two, and with all the true crime stuff I listen to around the house, I don't want him to end up being a serial killer or a cop. Oh, and Carrie, we want to see a picture of Colby, or at least I do. But if he doesn't want to be in the public eye, I understand. All the love, Amber. Well, real quick, I watched Degrassi and all the Noggin
0: shows too. Oh my god, I loved. What was that, Teenage Star? It was, like, Instant Star. That was the name of it. Loved that show. I didn't watch any of those. I don't know why. I feel like Noggin, I I got it on, like, direct TV. Yeah. It wasn't one that was just, like, on, on cable, I feel like, at some point. But I watched Degrassi. And that's so funny. When Drake hit it big, I was like, he was on Degrassi. He was in a wheelchair. Like, what? You know? But... But yeah, I loved all of the Noggin shows.
1: I feel like I had it, but I didn't watch any of them. wonder why.
0: I don't know. Instant Star was right up my alley because she was a young girl and her producer. She had the hots for him, all the things. Maybe I was angsty enough I didn't need the teenage drama. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, but also, if you want to see Colby, join the Facebook group because he's in there.
1: Carrie shared pictures, all the things. And I share him like on my Instagram and Facebook and stuff too.
0: yeah. Also, if you're in the Creepinati, you know, our Patreon, Colby did make an appearance, (laughs) his first on-camera appearance, when we were doing Am I the Asshole? Because Carrie and I do that live. And he had messaged me, like, he had texted me and said, hey, I'm gonna, do you think it'd be funny if I scream, am I the asshole? Like, if I come in, I was like, yes. (laughs) Like, so I'm, like, waiting for him
1: to come creep in here and scare Carrie. And it did. That motherfucker opened the door and was like, am I the asshole? And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) He definitely does not want to be on the podcast. He hates the sound of his voice, as most people do, and gets embarrassed. Yeah. He's so shy, but then he's so not. But not. I was going to say,
0: he's so shy, but he's not at all. Yeah. Okay, the last one. Shadow Woman. Hey, Donna and Carrie. I started listening to your podcast earlier this year, and I have really enjoyed listening to you as I work and the creepiness keeps me attentive all night. I've experienced many paranormal encounters in my life, and I'd like to share the one that has shook me still to this day. I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, but my mom was raised in Laudy, Florida. It's like 45 minutes from Jacksonville, and it's one of those blink-and-you'll-miss-it towns in the middle of nowhere. My grandparents had a two-story house surrounded by marshland where my cousins and I would play whenever we went to visit. The house, I didn't really think it was haunted from what I remember, but the surrounding area was creepy. The house was on this long stretch of highway, and there was this one house which was across the street, and a trailer that was abandoned for a while. My grandma was a cat lady, and she always had at least 10 cats around the house, only outside at all times, and they were all called Kelly. As a child, I didn't think much of this. My grandfather owned a nightclub directly next to the house. Blues and Motown artists made their way to perform there quite often, so it was not strange to meet them. As I got older, my mom told me that one night she left me backstage while I was playing with the toy cars while she went and helped my grandparents clean up the kitchen. After being back there a while, I came running and screaming and telling her a lady in black was trying to get me. I must have been four or five at the time. Weirdly, shortly after that, I started growing one gray patch of hair on my head. I don't remember anything like that happening, but my aunts and uncles back up her story. Nothing paranormal happened after that incident that I can remember until the cats. As I got older, around my teens, all the cats started randomly perishing in sometimes horrific ways. They would go into the car engines, a random pack of wild dogs, and etc. until one or two were left. As a teen, I started visiting them more and more over the summer and staying there to help out. That's when the nightmares began, and things started amping up. I would dream that this woman in black would come chasing me, and it freaked me out, so I would just stop sleeping in that room and would stay up and play video games downstairs. And soon the couch was my new sleeping spot. An older cousin and her daughter started staying there also, and she had this awesome, smart, big dog named Lucy, it was very protective of me and my little cousin. Even that dog got hit by a car while I was there. I was so glad when school started so I could leave. My grandparents eventually passed, and I went off to college and adulthood. A few years ago, I visited my mom, and we were just sharing stories of the house and my grandparents, and she told me this. I asked her did she want to buy her parents' house and stay in Lottie? and she told me that the house was too spooky. I asked her why, and she said it was a shadow lady. She said that she was watching my grandparents' house while they were out of town. She visited her sister, and while she was walking back to the house, which was about half a mile down the road, she saw this black figure walking in the wood line next to her, and it started running toward her. She ran as fast as she could to the house and closed the door before the apparition got to her. My mom said later that night while she was laying in bed, she felt something touching her leg, And when she woke up, she saw the shadow woman in front of the bed trying to grab her. My mom told me that she screamed to the top of her lungs and yelled at it to leave her alone. You can't have me. And it vanished in front of her. Apparently, the people in town knew of this entity and never told their children because all of her siblings and friends knew of it. I asked my mom what bed and what room did this happen? And she told me and it was the same damn room I would have nightmares in. I immediately felt that dread like I did when I was a teen staying there when she told me that. Could that be the reason my grandma kept so many cats around to ward off the shadow lady? I think whatever my mom did to stop it, it tried to get me later because if it couldn't have her, it would have me. I never stepped a foot in that house since I was 17, and even to this day, just driving by it gives me goosebumps. The house was sold a year ago to a family. I pray they do not encounter whatever entity is hanging around that place. I have more experiences I'll share in the future. Thank you for letting me share my story, Frank G. None of that sounds good. Uh-uh. Nope. One, I don't want to run. Well, and meanwhile, your poor damn grandma will just living in there the whole time. I know. But why didn't she name all of her cats Kelly? Well, if
1: she had that many, by
0: God, she probably had to to be able to keep up with them. <laughs> oh, gosh. But that's sad that they were all, like, dying and stuff. But then even the dog did, too. So, yeah, it was definitely, like, that area around
1: that house. No, thank you. I don't want any part of any part of that story. mm But we want more of your stories, though, for yeah, sure. for sure. I want to listen to them. I don't want to live them. As with, let's be honest, all y'all stories. Y'all stories are scary. The only one you would want is the hair ghost. Okay, wait, yes. I legitimately was like, why is this a bad thing? I, like, got heavy eyes just thinking about it. <laughs> the other night, I was actually having a hard time, like, just getting sleepy because I hadn't done anything that day to make me sleepy. You know, it was, like, one of those lay around the house days. So I was like, let me just pull up some ASMR TikToks. Y'all, Donna missed her calling. She, You could make ASMR <laughs> play with hair TikToks. I'm oh telling God. you, you could. And I was like, how do I become a model for these TikTokers? <laughs> Please, somebody hire me to just sit there and you play with my hair and make videos. You can have all the money. Just play with my hair. You have a husband. He doesn't do it. He's the worst. <laughs> just kidding. He's great. He just doesn't play with my hair. <laughs> He's the best besides one thing. There's this one thing. He don't brush my hair and he'll play with it. I'm like, just brush it. That's all you got to do. That's so funny. Thank y'all so much for listening. Keep sending in these stories. Apparently, y'all are all just as scared as I am. So send them in. Send them in to us at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. And remember, creep it real and don't don't get scared. scared.